Hey everybody, I'm Meryl. And I'm Eric. And this is Journey to... No. <laughs> uh... A night out at the arcade? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is a night out at the arcade. Because we, in the year 2021, went to an arcade. Yeah. That's still something that happens these days. Uh, they're, it's a research thing. They're harder to find, but... I feel like it's a research thing, though, like record, finding records is nowadays, where it's like even Walmart has a record section again. Yeah. It's one of those things. But I'm I'm happy about it. Yes, yeah. It was a, a good experience. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's a cool thing. It was, uh, you pay $15 to get in and all the machines are on free play. So and you're not eating up all your, it's not eating up all your money. To give them the plug, it's uh, Garcade, Menominee Falls. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah it's cool. It's a place I'd, I'd heard of for a while, but just never took the time to actually... Yeah. Go there and check so what it they out. had was specifically rough, probably what between 150 200 uh stand up cabinets, yeah. Um, ranging in from the mid 80s or from 80s, uh, all of your 80s classics, uh, you know, like Pac Man, Ms. Pac Man, Donkey Kong, Tetris, mm-hmm. all the iterations of Donkey Kong were there, pretty much every. Every older cabinet that had the glass front and then the screen back half a foot was there. You know what I mean? Like, all of your staple, like Popeye and mm-hmm. Fix-It Felix and, like, all those ones. Oh, were... even though Fix-It Felix is a, is probably one of the newest actual yeah. cabinets well, it, in there. It still, it still fits right into that. Oh, yeah. That's what people think of nowadays. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was a cool place. Um, oh, yeah, and then ranging to newer stuff. Yeah. Like, there was there was newer stuff in the mid-90s, Yeah, late I still 90s. feel like they didn't have, like... I, I would say, I think NFL Blitz and, like, Gauntlet Dark Legacy were some of the newest things I saw in the arcade side of the spectrum. Because NFL Blitz had, like, 2K in there, so that puts you at at least the millennium-ish. Yeah. 1999 to... Yeah, yeah. After, um, I do feel like if you're gonna get into, I just there aren't as many companies making arcade games anymore, except for right. like Japan and a lot of like third company parties come close. Um, I don't know game. You know, there's a lot of third party games that you could find on an arcade cabinet that would mm-hmm. arguably do just fine. Actually, it would be. I think it would be cool as hell to play a game like Binding of Isaac on a cabinet in some form, even though that would be a lot of buttons to have mapped they, out. But I no, really. It it honestly just be two sticks uh, or, or well, it, you still it, have your shoulder button little commands like bombs and bullshit like that. Yeah, you just have those be just individualized buttons. Yeah, uh, I know. Um, Enter the Gungeon a couple of years back, they released a standalone arcade. Oh, uh. um, I think it was. 
I can't remember if it was just Enter the Gungeon on it or if it was like a special arcade version of it. I think it was a special version of the oh, game, but it was slightly like, modified. Yeah, it was a thing where it's just like, oh, if I had an extra two to three thousand dollars, that's real tempting. Yeah, but I don't, and it seems like they're more they're more selling these to arcades than individual consumers. Yeah, yeah, very much. Um, but yeah, they the good selection of cabinets and then another probably what forty ish pinball tables? Um like twenty or thirty, yeah. Somewhere like that, yeah. Yeah. I'd say about yeah, I like think, 15, I think twenty up each row. I think altogether and... pinball tables and cabinets, it was probably somewhere between one hundred and fifty or like one hundred and eighty cabinets there. Yeah, at least because then you also had the whole back row and side rows of driving games and shooters and yeah. that other nook way off to the other side with the double DDR yeah, yeah, cabinets and that little row off in that corner and the hidden uh, pole position off in the little eating area yeah. or in the little chilling area. Well, yeah, the little the little eating. Like, there's a lot of little there. Yeah, there's a little stuff there. And the claw machines and night like that. Oh, the ones that are, the things that actually cost that you had mm-hmm. to pay to play, but still represented. They did a good oh, job yeah. of representing anybody. Like there, I don't know if you could go in there with a specific unless you have a crazy niche like you just love photo booths. Yeah, but and even that, I feel like photo booths were more of a mall thing than a, like a specific. It was. I think thing. it was an arcade thing in Japan, and people just want to uh, maybe. That is one thing. That thing. They had a few uh, Neo Geo cabs. That was cool. But um, besides DDR, they didn't have any like big cabinets that take up a lot of real estate. Yeah, yeah. They, they didn't did have any, like the big Dave and Buster's. Ones. They did. They did a smart job of uh, selecting their cabinets in that. I noticed too. They had the X Men fighting or the X Men uh, beat 'em up game, but the mm-hmm. four player version rather than the. Jig- gigantic six-player version. There's a six-player version? Yeah, X-Men is a six-player. Jesus Christ. It's huge. Um, but yeah, do you want to talk about some of the games he played? Uh, yeah. Um, on the arcade side of the spectrum, I, uh, played some Time Pilot for a little while. That Mm -hmm. one was the old game that I jumped to right away. Um, what else? Uh... There were several things. Played a game of Gorf. Played a game of... Oh, I think I played Gorf, too. Yeah, that's the, like, Space Invaders. Yeah, but a little the, bit more involved. It was like a flight stick. And the weird shot patterns. Yeah, the one where you cannot rapid fire because... Once you click, it it yeah, eliminates it, your bullet. Yeah. That was weird. But uh, that wasn't awful. Um... What else did I play on the arcade side of the spectrum? Uh, we played some Smash TV yeah, co-op. That was good. That I was a good time. Good twin stick shooter. Um, I thought I was playing track and field for a second, but I wasn't. Yeah. Um, track and field hurt my fingers immediately, and that I is, maybe played it for 30 seconds. It bu- that is definitely a button mash game. Well, because it's one where you have to mm-hmm. alternate left and right to move your leg, left and right button to move your legs, and it's just like, 
this sucks. <laughs> this really, really tires out my hands very quickly. Played some elevator action. Oh, did you? Yeah, played some elevator action. Oh, yeah, yeah, I saw that one. Always towards the, uh, one of the middle rows. Um... We did I guess I won a lot of 80s titles when I think about it. Um, we we played some Alien Syndrome. And um, uh, Time Crisis 2. Oh, yeah, we played yeah. some Time Crisis. That's right. And then I walked over and I played some uh, Terminator 2 as well. What was that? There was... Because I like I fixed, gun, fixed gun games. I think I like a little bit more than... Yeah, there was a fixing game I played with uh, that I liked. It was uh, Zombie Raid. Zombie Raid looked interesting. Yeah, Zombie Raid was real cool because you have like a shotgun and you you pump it to reload. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Terminator doesn't need you to reload, so you can sit there and just yeah spray fire. Is that the, the one? Is that the time. one? Um, is that the Terminator Salvation? No, it's the classic T two. Okay. Uh, like from the. 80s or 90s or whenever T2 came out. But uh, it's two, it was two little Uzi metal yeah. guns that were fixed, too. The Terminator Salvation one wasn't terrible because it... Terminator Salvation was cool. Yeah, it had that, like, big plastic assault rifle that, like, rattled when yeah, you fired yeah. it. The newer gun games in general at arcades are really cool. They mm-hmm. Gun games came a long way to be fun, but... Uh, well, to be more fun, but... Oh, yeah. I, uh, they had a good mix of ones that they had there. Like, they definitely... Gun games, for them always being a on-rail shooter, still feel fairly interactive, at least to me, because it is that unique game input with the, where you're pointing yeah. a gun at the screen. It, it doesn't... Fe- it, it just feels good. It's like the... One thing that they really haven't been able to fully bring over from video game, like they, like the Wii tried, and I, I would say succeeded at some points, but failed at others. But just like we haven't had a new light gun game for like modern consoles. Yeah, modern consoles really haven't. Well, I mean, yeah, the Wii was the last. Was the last consolization, but otherwise arcade stuff. I mean, they do still come out on the arcade end of the spectrum. It's just yeah. Uh, if unless you well, unless you've got a place up being less, like fucking big buck hunter. Yeah, yeah. But there was, I mean, there was a new Alien game that came out within the last five years, and okay. like there's been there's been new ones. It's just I had a unless you're up. in that kind of scene all the time, you're not gonna really. I had a fucked up thought where it's just like, I don't want to shoot animals, I want to shoot people. People. (laughs) And it's just like, oh, that doesn't sound great. I want to shoot zombies but usually, but usually the people you're shooting at in games where you're shooting people, they're shooting back at you, so. Yeah. And they usually, um... I mean, it's assumed they're bad guys, but I'm I'm willing to go with the assumption. Well, they're, yeah, they're usually wearing, like... They usually have on sunglasses and, like, have slick back hair. So yeah. So you can yeah. tell they're bad. Yeah. Oh, there was a game I played uh, that was really interesting. It was, like, a four-way Pong. It was called um, Warlord. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so you ha- your paddle was this little brick, and you're basically trying to defend a castle. Yeah. But, um... 
so your your paddle can move along the outer edges of it. So you're, there's four, uh, and there's a, there's a castle in every corner, and so basically you can control the outer edge that isn't touching the corner, and you use that to block, and the more the ball volleys back and forth, the, the faster, faster it moves. Goes. Yeah. No, that game, that's one of those reasons, or that game specifically is one of the games I want to have in this, in my little arcade in here, because that uh, tall tabletop uh, Atari table coming out, that was a mouthful of words. Yeah. The the Pong table that's coming out has that on there. Oh, There's, does it? That'd yeah. work great for that, yeah. yeah. No, because it was real interesting how they did, like, the different... That game, that's one of those games, though, that's, like, it's fun as hell multiplayer, but mm -hmm. otherwise, uh, it's it, a little weird. It, um, it was interesting how they did the colors, because it was another one of those ones where the actual screen for it is sitting, like, basically facing the ceiling, and then it's being reflected to oh, you yeah, through a mirror. Yeah, a mirrored screen. And then the, and, but the mirrored screen also basically has, like, the castle imagery on it and the colors. So the, when, like, the fireball is bouncing between them, when it gets into your zone, it, it stops being a yellow fireball and starts being, you know, whatever, yeah, yeah, whatever yeah. color your, your space is. Um, um, the Space Invaders cab is that same way. Okay. The the one that they had they had the they had a really clean version of that cab too but mm -hmm. uh, yeah the classic Space Invaders is like that and then when you look into it all of the uh, background imagery is just static the screen imagery. yeah it's okay, a static yeah. screen and everything kind of moves around it to give it that three almost three D ish nineteen seventy eight three D effect or whatever Space Invaders came out. And then moving on, I guess, would be the pinball side of the spectrum. Um, I've got, I, I've played a, a few more, but I got a little bit into the, the Simpsons. Oh yeah, uh, that's Konami right, that's Simpsons. right. I only, only played like the first level of it, um, because well, a single player beat em up's kind of boring. I was going to jump onto that, uh, with you at some point and then we got sidetracked a bunch and yeah. never came back to it. Um, but it was, uh... My big problem with beat-em-ups, and even modern beat-em-ups, is you end up with a thing where you're just, like, you've backed someone into the edge of the screen, and you're just punching off the edge of the screen. And they can't touch you because they're not rendered and yeah. able to do things, but they're still taking damage because the second or, they come or back. Or you just hit them three times in a row, and that knocks them down, and then you've got to wait for them to yeah, get back up again. off screen, and... And it's just no beat 'em ups are are the most monotonous of of arcade games. It's yes, you it's you know two buttons usually, maybe three if you're playing something really involved. At least modern beat 'em ups got into the thing of it's just like yeah, we'll have combos and stuff that you yeah. can lock. Well, I was gonna say we didn't. What we didn't play that has options like that is uh, Dark Legacy. Mm -hmm. what? Oh, yeah, no, I don't think I've ever played that. Oh, that was a good... That was the gauntlet that got me... That was, like, the beat-em-up I played in arcades when I was a little kid. Cause mm -hmm. I just, that was, like, PlayStation 2 era, or beginning of PlayStation 2 era, so it was... It's just... That's always a weird thing in beat-em-ups of just not... Of having to fight a bunch of enemies that you've boxed off the screen. Yeah. 
where it's just like, I wish they would have solved that. Or do like, are there people out there that enjoy that of just like not fighting in that's the middle like, of the that's screen? That's kind of why I like Gauntlet because it's like they they crossed beat 'em ups with a because it's not a side scrolling beat 'em up. It's more of like an action RPG, and you're just ha- you're paying for your health bar mm. type. You know what I mean? But uh, yeah, but I don't know. Gauntlet's fun. Gauntlet's a fun one for that. There I. There was a Dungeons and Dragons game beat 'em up that looked real interesting, where mm-hmm. it was like you could play as different, um, different classes, and they yeah. all had their own unique. I've never played that, but I've seen that as well. It looks fucking rad. Um, but yeah, yeah, let's talk about pinball for a bit. Yeah, pinball is what I definitely probably got into. Yeah, you where were... I played the most. I. I can only remember a few of the tables I played, but I definitely did play a bunch of them too. Because pinball is easy to just pick up. And... The ones that were definitely the most noteworthy for me though was uh, Monster Bash. Played a bunch of Monster Bash. That was as good as I hoped it was. Because I've I've played a few of the tables that I played tonight uh, on in virtual form, and I've always wanted to play them in physical form because I know playing physical pin is going to be more difficult, mm-hmm. and I want to see how much harder it is to hit those kind of shots repeatedly and just to see the overall play field because of angles and glares and lighting and all of that kind of stuff. And Monster Bash translated really well. Um, it, it was the almost the same difficulty playing virtual versus playing physical minus physically nudging is more difficult than hitting a nudge button. Yeah. But uh, that one was really good. Um as well as Jurassic Park was a lot of fun. Um, and I really liked, on the older side of the spectrum, uh, Blackout by Williams. That was over in the few space cabs that were kind of like early 80s where they were flat ones. Um, there was like Stellar Wars and Blackout and another one. And then mm-hmm. I think like Fandango was that older 60s looking table and then Star Wars. But uh, Blackout was a was a hit as well as uh on the newer end of the spectrum they had total nuclear annihilation which is a spooky pinball table and uh that's made over in wisconsin so i've always wanted to play that one and that was a tough table but really fun same with pinbot was a tough table but really fun but i always wanted to play it uh but yeah you know i played um what was the that they're probably two of the newer ones oh monsters too i was just about to say monsters (laughs) Um, that one was real cool because it had a an actual second smaller table that inside the table. Cool. Yeah, and the secondary buttons to play the mini table, and you could trap the ball down there so you can actually sit and play that table for a moment until that at least make it until your timer runs out. Yeah, but. it's got a little timer on it, but you can like refill the timer too. I think mm. that's a thing of just like when you're first playing a pinball table. And it's just like, okay, what does it want me, especially newer What's ones, game? what does it want me to do? And there's, you can read the card down in the corner and that'll get you the basic instruction, you know, it'll give you, but it'll just say like, hit hit the blank feature to do whatever. And there's not like it's going to point to you where that feature is. Yeah. You need to figure that out still on your own. But other than watching videos of people playing it, it's 
tough. That's that takes some time to really get into a table. I feel like and the learn thi- its rules. So the thing with like the new tables um, is that um, they remind me a lot of like um, branded slot machines that you see um, where it's so much noise and so many just sound clips yeah. and so much lights yeah. and shit going on. The full attract mode is yeah. on all the time with them. Um, but yeah, yeah, the other more, the other modern one I played was the Stranger Things pinball machine. I didn't actually that play thing, that one. That thing was pretty cool. Um, there's a point where you've got to unlock, uh, the demigorgon. It's got to, like, bust through the wall. Oh. And then you do, and the wall becomes a ramp, and you hit the demigorgon with the ball, or you can shoot the ball into its mouth. Oh. It's just, it's, it's very funny. Uh, it's a, a funny idea where it's just like, yeah, you know, the big evil monster in the, uh, of the show. Yeah. Why don't you, why don't you shoot a pinball in his mouth? <laughs> um, but yeah, like... A lot of modern ones, it was the full RGB mm-hmm. uh, light-up experience, had the full shakers and knockers in the yeah. in the table. What I also really appreciated is they did have a couple tables because everybody's going to have their preferences on what they like, but what they didn't have was a big mass quantity of boring, no-flow table like there's a lot of tables that were made just because of the the name on mm-hmm. them like shrek and yeah and yeah i hate to say it but like south park and family guy and that tmnt table is kind of in that realm but that one wasn't that's not the that worst one wasn't table. terrible but it's kind of borders into that realm where they're just all the same play field they're just slapping different, different. art on it yeah. to fit Whatever, but uh, they didn't have a lot of that. They had a lot of variation. The TMNT one had a spinning pizza on it. That That is a cool thing. The pizza disc is a lot of fun. That was pretty cool. Mm. I played. um, I can't think of the uh, the demolition or the Earthshaker. I played Earthshaker, and that one was a lot of fun. That's like a early '90s William table where you. It's an earth like. It's part of this natural disaster series, the tables that came out made by this uh, dude called uh, or named Pat Lawler, and he made some like really really cool feature tables, and that was one of his tables, and that one has a really cool earth sh- like earthquake mode. Every time you lock a ball, it literally like rumbles the entire playfield all over. Oh, and that's cool. That one was really really cool. And all of their tables, minus the one that wasn't on, worked great. Yeah, had, the um, Lethal Weapon 2 or 3 table. Yeah, yeah. And there was one over in the corner by the door, too, that they had st- sitting there, but it wasn't on. Yeah, it that was, was like an out-of-order one or yeah, something. Yeah, over by the shuffle bowl. Um, I played that, um, speaking of bowling, I played that bowling pinball game. Oh, the one that was by there was that two cabinets off to the off yeah. the corner. Yeah, where yeah, it was uh, <laughs> it was interesting because it was just ten pins, and, or yeah, yeah, it was uh, um, ten top or ten. What what's a what's a round of fucking yeah. a, a bowling yeah, ball? Yeah, yeah, square. Yeah. I don't know, <clears throat> but it had ten of those ten rounds and frames frames. There you go. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, you just you just shoot a pinball at him, and you have two tries, and then it would re-rack. Interesting. It was interesting. It, uh, but you could, like, the weirdest part was you had to tap the flipper to set to send the ball out because it would because it would lock it would lock oh, up yeah. the balls on on either the left or the right side and if you went down the the center lane there's just a plunger there and it would just shoot your ball up at a rank oh yeah oh yeah um so you'd have to aim pinball wise just drop yeah. one and then aim pinball yeah wise well yeah them. you have to you have to hit the flipper to release the ball and then hit, hit the flipper to actually shoot your ball so it's a lot it, a little bit of a jerk reaction yeah. interesting but a, a cool concept mm-hmm. a cool especially if you have people around that's got, that's still a fun game to play with people oh I yeah. imagine. But you played the two oldest tables there, being that one, and you also played was it was that Fandango that one that was all the way on the end next. Oh to yeah, I actually, really, I that that's the one I couldn't think of the name of. I really liked that table a lot. I've always wanted to play one of those ones specifically with the tall back glass like that, and in, in that farm factory. Yeah, it did, and it had things. the. Um... Uh, it didn't have like the digital number displays. It was all. It was the, yeah, like the, a Rolodex. Yeah, the roller. Yeah, the rolling counter. Um, but yes, I've loved the way that that machine felt. The way all the noises it made. It, everything about it was so visceral. It, it was not, like none of the sounds on. It felt like none of the sounds on it were being. Well, I, I think some of them were being made from speakers, but a lot of the... Was the, just natural dings and... Yeah, natural dings and... Yeah, yeah. The the sound of the score going up, like the chunkiness mm-hmm. of that was real... Yeah, you can hear it satisfying. chugging as it's going. Yeah. Yeah, no, those are... That's a really... That was really cool to see there. Um... Oh, I I didn't actually play that one, but I played all of the other older ones kind of over in that I'm surprised realm. you didn't play that one. I don't... I There was so much going on that it was hard to get to everything, but yeah. uh, I'll, I'll go back again and definitely hit up the stuff that I didn't hit and whatnot. But uh, specifically, there was a lot of pinball tables that they had there that I've seen on Craigslist up for sale before. It's like, yeah! And I, I really wanted to play... You want to test some the out? One, yeah, test some of those out, because it's like, I've seen this for a, like, Blackout was one of those ones where I think currently right now in our area there's a $1,300 really, really nice condition Blackout, and I played a couple games on Blackout, and I was like, I... Is that the one with the knight? Um, it was that's Black Knight. That okay, was another one that makes I spent sense. time on for a while. Um, that was the remake of Black Knight, but Blackout was a space one um, next to a big wide body space one. Not not Space Invaders, but on the opposite side. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was just like an almost an all black uh, play field with just a space theme. But good gameplay, everything. Worked real nice on it, and I don't know. It, it, it was the uh, everything was easy enough to hit. Mm-hmm. I I enjoy tables where you see a ramp that looks like you should be able to hit it, and you can hit it, and it doesn't like screw you out of anything. Or you get weird gravitational issues where the ball be rolling down the play field, and you'll notice spots will stick, and it'll kind of ball float. be rolling. The, the ball will float a little bit side to side in certain depending on the quality of things. Yeah. So it was nice playing some of those older tables and having everything working immaculate, what felt like immaculately. 
Hey, crossover uh, from the Adult Swim episode. Remember that Aqua Teen episode uh, where Shake gets the gets the Aqua Teen pinball machine? No. And they have to go to the islands where the the birds that lay pinball eggs, no pinballs live. I remember Clam Digger. Yeah, of course you do. Uh. But yeah, that was off topic. Um, any any highlights? Any highlights? Yeah. Um, playing Pinbot, playing Monster Bash, playing Total Nuclear Annihilation on the pinball side of the spectrum, and on the opposite side of the spectrum, uh, getting to run through some gun games. Yeah, the gun games were real fun. That was uh, that's, it's one of those things where it's the 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 price of them makes them interesting to me because gun games are in that realm of to buy a gun game it's oh yeah thousands into the ten thousand realm if you're looking new like and new alien is twelve thousand dollars and they just take up so much space yeah especially new ones with their 55 inch screens and yeah, bullshit like giant that. fucking screens and um, shit. so any chance I, and even older gun games keeping them in good condition yada 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 even at the cheap end like finding a good working t2 was a grand yeah so that those games like that i tend to gravitate towards just because i feel like there's that it's harder to find them because of that price and rarity, especially in pinball's case. Like mm-hmm. a lot of those tables, there were two to three thousand of those made total. So when you think about that kind of, you know, like pinball that sold a lot, like pinball tables that sold a lot only sell upwards of ten thousand, maybe fifteen thousand. Mm-hmm. So. For the amount, the respect of how many units there are just in existence it's like i i want to play those i always gravitate towards that yeah um i'd but i'd say highlight for me oh and we played daytona we did play daytona oh yeah that was a weird thing uh, i haven't had a ton of experience with was a lot of the um driving games a lot of the driving games had like force feedback force feedback is interesting it's very interesting it's jerky as shit yes but uh it's fun to learn to counteract it and uh well you realize that that's why driving like driving simulators always feel weird because you do have some feedback with the wheel when you're driving. You do have, mm-hmm. you do. and if we drove so recklessly in real life, yes. our, we, our steering wheels would probably do a lot more reckless feeling things yeah. in the situation. Because I don't, I don't know about you, but I never go 150 and jerk my wheel all the way to the left and then all the way back right real fast. Sometimes I do, but just when I'm trying to swing my dick around. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'd say big highlight for me is even though i didn't um play it a ton is the the simpsons arcade yeah i fucking love that's that the game. one it, it will, <laughs> there's so many simpsons games and so few of them are actually good 
it is arguably the only good one. I mean, it's, as far as arcade yeah. games go. Because I mean, like hit and run. Yeah, I was gonna say hit and run. That 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 Grand Theft Auto e ish. That was hit. And this, run. Was that hit and run? Yeah. What was the driving game? Um, it was the one right before it. Yeah. Um, no, hit and run was that. I remember because that was the one with Homer on the stop sign, like running. Um, yeah, Simpsons Road Rage was the crazy Road taxi Rage one. was the crazy taxi one. I liked Road Rage a lot. Um, but yeah, that was that was a, a definite highlight. Is the Konami Simpsons game? Crazy Taxi would have been cool to see there. Was that an arcade game? Though? Yeah, they had Crazy Taxi arcades. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I knew they had um F Zero. I remember you played um. Did you play F Zero? You played something in the older, not F Zero, but um, an older game with R. Was it R Type or? Oh, I did play R Type a little bit. Yeah, that game's fucking hard. Um, mainly because, uh, it's an older arcade game, so the the <laughs> uh stick, is, well, one, it's hard. Yeah, because it's an older arcade game. Uh, but also the stick had a little little bit of wiggly. Hmm. It was you also played Heavy Barrel. With the weird rotational sticks. Oh, God, that... Yeah, I played a few games that had, um... That's what I want to add to my My Arcade collection, but that uses a normal joystick and just runs like an eight-way joystick. Yeah, so I would have, um... It was the weirdest thing in the world where it was a combination joystick and knob. So <laughs> you control where you're aiming with the knob, but you move with the joy. It's a thing... Where if I spent more time with it, I bet it could be pretty intuitive, um, but it is just very weird. I almost played Tron. I did play Tron, actually. Uh, the only thing I was good at was the light cycle one. I fucking boxed that son of a bitch in quick, and then I was terrible at all the rest of them. Because that is another one. <laughs> light cycle was the only thing. That we used to have this light cycle game when I was in school as a kid, so I know how to do that. But that's... Well, the Tron one... Is another one of those ones where you're aiming with a dial. Yeah, yeah. Spinner games are weird. Uh, yeah, and so it's I died super quick on all the other mini games because all the only other mini games are just like move your character with the joystick and aim his blaster arm with the dial, and it's just like <laughs> oh, what his arm moves so weird. They had some other interesting uh, control ones too, though. They had I saw Afterburner there. Um, another joystick one. Um, a few things. They had some good twin. They had some interesting twin stick games. Didn't didn't play Karate Champ. Also, they had a uh, vertical screen Contra. They did, yeah. That's the that's one of those games where the console version actually was better than the arcade version because. Arcade one's fucking tough, and being in a vertical screen, you're squeezed so much more with your... Oh my god, yeah. So, it's double tough, and you don't have 30 lives cheat or things like that to keep you... A bullet hell with even less room to move. Yeah. And I think, aren't the sprites a little bit bigger, too? They might be. But you're yeah, play, it's, you're it's, playing it's something that generally. had some giant ass sprites. That was on the Neo, one of the Neo Geo cabs. I was playing Art of Fighting 1. Okay. Those those were huge. Like, yeah, that's a that was a like weird they were game. taking up like two thirds of the screen. I've huge. actually got that on uh, the MVSX, but oh. but it was cool seeing uh, they had what three MVSs there, three or four. Yeah, three yeah. or four MVSs with uh, different games. 
So, uh, good selection of those. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to have to make uh, more time to to go back to that. Yeah, place. I'm definitely down to go back. That was uh, a good time. I'm down to be I'm down to become a regular. I mean, 15 bucks is still like I can't do that every day. Yeah. It's not the I mean, it's not the most money, but it's not free either. Oh yeah. But I could justify doing that once every week or two. Oh yeah. Pretty cool go get, shit. And yeah, the the ability it opens at three and closes at ten, and once you get a wristband, you can go in any time during that day. And yeah, so Play if you want to go leave and get some food, or go home and take care of your kids, or do whatever you need to do, it always comes. <laughs> No, no, what no way, man! Kids get in the way of your your classic arcade gaming. <sighs> And you see, you're lucky because the more you uh, you you play on classic arcade games, the more the ancient CRTVs Ooh. CRTs make you uh, sterile. Man, what I didn't play but wanted to play was a game of world class bowling, the uh, the trackball bowling game. I didn't see that there. Um, it was in the row nearest to the coat racks. Um, right over, it was, uh, I don't know, by some shit that we were over in that, it was that, like, the, yeah, no, first, the first row in there. I but, just didn't uh, notice it. Off over to the yeah. right, but they had that there, and, uh, wanted to play that, because that, that's getting included, possibly, with the next wave of Golden Tea cabs coming up, I want up. Mm-hmm. I always wanted to play that game, but never played it. Alright, I think... I think that about does it for this episode. Yeah. Unless you have any... No, um, I think overall, um, that'd give that experience a, uh, a 9 out of 10. Yeah, same here, 9 out of 10. That was a win. 9 tokens out of 10. 9 uh, tokens. Uh, but yeah. Um, until next time, we'll... We'll see you in the, in the arcade. We'll see you. We'll see you around. Um, keep, keep, uh, keep a quarter on the screen to let the people know you got next up. Oh, pizza, pizza. Swamp Things I Hate About You is now available on Apple Podcasts. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. And remember, only dumb kids dream.